0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic conversation show. John is here. Man, we got a great show for you today. Bill Plimpton, the amazing animator, joins me for a conversation. Uh, Bill has a, a new film that is free right there on his website, Plimptoons.com. It's called Hitler's Folly, and it's uh, a very biting satire, a what-if scenario if uh, Hitler's uh, art aspirations had never ended. And uh, combined with his plans for world domination, like I said, a biting satire in the vein of things like The Producers, as Bill and I talk about. And uh, we talk a bit about uh, how uh, how sensitive our world has become and uh, how uh, things like this uh, that, uh, you know, everybody understood the joke. Uh, it's kind of a different world today, which is interesting. Uh, we also talk about uh, Bill's uh, attempts and uh, successes uh, in terms of uh, getting funding for his uh, his adult animation, which, again, uh, sometimes goes against the norms of uh, the people that hold the strings as far as corporations go to, uh, to back such films. Uh, but, you know, Bill's been an amazing animator. You go back to uh, things that he uh, did like, um, well, uh, how about the uh, 25 uh, Ways to Quit Smoking, which was uh, part of MTV for a really long time. And uh, he's uh, also done uh, tremendous uh, films, uh, both uh, animated and uh, live-action, animated films like I Married a Strange Person, and uh, live-action films like uh, Guns on the Clackamas. Uh, Really neat stuff, and uh, really happy to uh, talk to him about these projects, some of his recent collaborations with guys like uh, Jim Lujan. And, uh, you know, what else can I say? I'm just really excited to talk to him because I've been a longtime fan. And uh, it was a great uh, James Hancock, uh, a really good podcaster and filmmaker himself, put us together at New York Comic Con and gave me this uh, rare opportunity to speak with uh, Bill Plumpton. Really happy to share that conversation with you today on Word Balloon. It's all brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Thank you, League, for your wonderful support. A uh, few more people have already popped in. Uh, we're just a week into November, and already uh, more new people are joining uh, the Word Balloon ranks and uh, helping by subscribing to Word Balloon. Word Balloon is free, but if you want to help the cause out, help me uh, keep my uh, equipment up to date, get me to conventions where I can make an, uh, new connections, like uh, this conversation with Bill, uh, it's, uh, it's because of uh, the work of uh, the Word Balloon subscribers and the League of Word Balloon listeners. Go to wordballoon.com. Uh, if you go there on the website, you can click on the Patreon ad. It will take you to my Patreon page. And if you can uh, spare, you know, $3, dollars a dollar a month... Uh, that's huge, and I really do appreciate the support. So, thank you very much, League of Word Balloon listeners. Word Balloon is also brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. We talk about InStock Trades all the time here at Word Balloon, and the reason why is it's a great bookstore, great books at great prices. And uh, with the holiday season upon us, it's a great way for you to do, get some uh, Christmas shopping done. Look up your favorite artist or your favorite writer, and you will find great books at great prices at InStockTrades.com. Don't forget if your orders are $50 or more, You'll receive free shipping. Uh, They're a longtime sponsor of Word Balloon, and uh, they're a business that I believe in. So check it out for yourself, instocktrades.com. All right, without further ado, let's uh, pick up my conversation with Bill Plimpton, and uh, it's a real honor to speak to him now on Word Balloon. Very happy to welcome Bill Plimpton to Word Balloon. I was uh, hoping to have this kind of interview for quite some time, and I'm glad that we finally met in New York to make this happen. So welcome, Bill.
1: Yes, very exciting.
0: Good to talk to you. Well, and also I'm really interested in, as an independent animator, how things are going in this new connected Internet world. And uh, it's funny. I went to your website to watch uh, trailers and and Mm -hmm. a couple of your current features and stuff and see right there. I mean, my question was immediately answered because I was watching Hitler's Folly, which is, by the way, fantastic. Well, thank you. I'm <laughs> really excited to talk about that in particular because I think sure. it's something that my audience would certainly gravitate towards, despite the title. It's uh... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but if you're if you're a real pop culture geek, you kind of can even maybe sense the connection, and once we get talking about it. But you're right there, I mean, saying, which is, first of all, cool, via, via yeah. Vimeo. You're offering the, uh, the film for, you know, for free, but also like, hey, if you, if you like what I'm doing and you want me to continue doing what I'm doing, if you would donate, that would be great. And I think that's terrific. How's, how's it going in terms of crowdfunding and, and getting that kind well, of direct response from your audience?
1: Not, it's not overflowing my coffers, uh, let, let you know. Um, we're getting some money, but, you know, the film cost about, I think, ten to $15,000 to make. Sure. So I would like to I would like to make the money back, but at this point, it's been very little money coming in. But I'm hoping because of this interview that everybody will flood the uh, the Vimeo account and and you send us some money. That would be nice. I think so,
0: and I think it's uh, deserved. It, man, I'll tell you, it's it's great. It's over an hour. It's it's like uh, seventy minutes or so. Yep. Very cool. It's. Uh, I'll let you describe the film. What do you want okay. to tell people about it?
1: Yeah, I will. Um, the um, The premise was uh, 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 the uh, the uh, starting of it was the spark of, of the idea came when I read an article uh, that uh, Adolf Hitler loved Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I thought that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the most evil man in history laughing at the dwarves dancing uh, and singing songs. <laughs> so um, I thought it'd be funny if. What would happen if Hitler actually did get into art school? He was uh, if he wasn't rejected, and actually became a, a, a cartoonist, which is not that far-fetched. Uh, animation was, you know, becoming quite quite um, a, a regular uh, art form back then, and, sure. and um, you know he could be the, the Walt Disney of Europe, <laughs> and that was the, that was the premise for the for the idea. And then I just started thinking about. Uh, you know World War Two and all the crazy—not craziness, but the, the evil things that happened. What happens that they were really just film stuff? You know, film, like, like it, when you invade a country, it's like you 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 distribute films in different territories. and You try to take over those territories. It's like turf wars. Sure. And so there's so many parallels between the movie industry and uh, and war. Um, <laughs> You know, it's uh, marshalling your forces and, you know, funding your your invasion, and there's really a lot of parallels going on there. So it just seems like uh, the ideas just were really uh, rich with very uh, sarcastic and and, um, cynical ideas. And, you know, I I did get some some, uh, bad criticism because I, I tried to do that, but... Uh, I'm not the first guy to use Hitler as a comic uh, tool, like it, uh, as you know. Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks with the producers, and Charlie Chaplin was a great dictator, and even Walt Disney and Tex Avery both made comedies using Hitler as a foil. Yeah, Donald, so, Duck, Donald Duck, right? Yeah. Didn't, they, didn't they take the Daffy's face? The, yeah, exactly. I was going to say the Spike
0: Jones song, "Daffy's Face." Exactly. Man. Yeah. So no, and, 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 and in fact, Hitler's folly. Uh, people might know if you're if you're a Disney file that uh, mm-hmm. Disneyland was called Disney's Folly, certainly. So, yeah, uh, right. And, and beyond, and absolutely, man. And no, I see the parallels of Hollywood advance and soldiers, you know, kind yeah. of you know, coming into a town and uh, f- using publicity <laughs> kind of to take over yeah. a town and get them thinking yeah. a certain way. No, honestly, Comic-Con fans and Disney fans will see the joke and I think appreciate the joke. You know, I just had, uh, last month, Tony Hendra uh, from national. Yeah, Department. I know Tony. Yeah, he's a good guy. And there you go, and I'm a huge fan of his as well. And yeah. um, you know, it's it's weird because you're right; we're living in very sensitive times, and you really do have to step back, and go, "Okay, kids, it's a joke." And I do think, yeah. you know, seventy Thank years. You. I think seventy years ago, you know, being the the key here that maybe Hitler is a little bit easier to to kind of you know poke at mm-hmm. this with with the kind of satirical bet that you're look you know that you're intending and I, and I think you deliver
1: yeah in fact when Tony Hendra was uh, the editor of national Lampoon I was doing cartoons for the Lampoon so we really came from the same kind of uh, you know dark humor that, that I love that I grew up with and and I remember um, Lampoon put out a magazine called Hitler's favorite cartoons. <laughs> And I actually had a cartoon in there, so it was, you know, it's uh, he grew up with loving Hitler too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and it's like, or uh, I remember Stan Freeberg made a uh, a preview commercial for Hogan's Heroes, and he's interviewing Bob Crane, and he's like, "So should we say if you loved if you liked World War II, you're going to love Hogan's Heroes?" And even yeah, Bob Crane's like, great. "Yeah, maybe not." <laughs> well, that, and again, you know, it's funny because I even heard on a recent comedy podcast them going, "How did they greenlight Hogan's tears? And it's like, well, it wasn't. You know, you got to remember that Starlight Seventeen and the Great Escape. That's
1: right. You know, That's those right. were
0: those were prisoner of war camps, but they weren't. Yeah. They weren't the death camps, which obviously was yeah. not the intent. But they were these officer camps that were right. kind of the way they were de- depicted in Starlight Seventeen, where it wasn't. You know, it, it 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 wasn't the same treatment, you know, as the unfortunate circumstances of not being uh, Aryan pure, as as you know the, they were looking for and everything. But let's get to the funny. Enough. Well, of the...
1: Let me just say one thing, though. <laughs> one of my inspirations, one of my favorite um, stories, is the um, uh, the modest proposal by um, uh, Oh my God, what's the writer's name? Uh, we did the modest proposal, John Swift, Jonathan Swift, oh, okay. and um, if you recall, it was about eating Irish babies for food, and that—I mean, how dark? How much darker can you get? Yeah. And that was a, a classic of the English literature. So to provoke people uh, by doing these the, the Hitler's folly is not that far fetched, you know. There's there's a lot of good that you can 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 do with. with making provocative pieces of art Agreed. and that's what that's what i that's what i'm I'm doing in the in the wonderful uh manner of jonathan swift
0: i would agree and i and i really do enjoy the film and uh, again it's it's on your website uh plimptoons.com yes. p-l-y-m-p-t-o-o-n-s com. and uh, thank the, you very much uh, my pleasure man hey well we you know you you deserve the support. I'm as I said. I'm a fan. I remember uh, 25. Is it 25 ways on yes. how, to, how to stop smoking?
1: 25 ways. That's
0: it. Yeah, that's. I think that's the first time I became aware of your animation. And, well,
1: man. that was on MTV for years. I yes. mean, they, they re, re-bought it every year, and it was a, a real godsend because it was such a popular film.
0: Well, I was that first wave of the MTV generation, so yeah, man, well, I was you. I was watching that stuff. And yeah, it's great. I mean, and there you go. There's another great way, and it's very violent, <laughs> in some ways, very violent uh, depictions of people smoking and what could happen, but it's funny as hell. And, you know, I'm interested because um, I'm going to talk about some of your other movies as well. Um, sure. has your has your uh drawing style changed because that is kind of my classic uh idea of your mm-hmm. style of art is that is that version and in fact I think I told you uh and again I always I always forget the Syrian president's name uh but I always thought his face Assad. yes I, I'm, yeah Anwar Assad I think Assad president Assad looks like a Bill plimpton cartoon to me
1: he is. He, he, he really is a caricature. I would love to caricature him. He's such a, a, a goofy, kind of a, a nerd. He looks like a nerd. I mean, he got that tiny mouth and the big nose. Um, I would love to. I would love to draw him. But but to answer your question about my style, um, I've been drawing that way for almost thirty to forty years. And um, it hasn't changed so much. However, I have used different techniques. I've developed different techniques over the years. For example, on some films, I use a ballpoint pen, which I love. I love ballpoint pen. Uh, and of course, uh, color pencil. I do color pencil. But now, more and more, we're using uh, the computer to color the drawings. I still draw every drawing by hand, okay. by myself. But the computer has helped us speed up the process and made it a lot cheaper. When I was starting out, almost 75% of my budget went to the technology. You know, the big Rostrum cameras and the film labs and the processing and all that was very expensive. Now maybe 10%, maybe less, 5% goes to the technology. And that gives us more money to spend on the artists and the people who actually create the film. So I uh, I'm very happy for the uh, digital uh, revolution. Uh, not only that, it helps me with my distribution to get on the internet and and all um, the websites and, and and that has really helped uh, spread the um, the Plimpton name and the Plimpton style of animation.
0: That's excellent. Are there um, what kind of conventional platforms are still willing to take your work? Like you said, you had the MTV deal. Which was you know for terrific basic cable and stuff. Um, are there uh, well not only the traditional ones but also I know that you've got you've got a film on Netflix that we're going to talk about Cheating.
1: Yeah, but but also theatrically I'm still showing in movie theaters. So there's a wonderful program that comes out called uh, the Oscar Shorts, Oscar, Oscar nominated shorts. Sure. And almost every year they include one of my films because even if I haven't been nominated that year, they know they're very uh, crowd pleasing films, so that, they, they, they do still show in theaters, and they do still show in, on TV, and uh, uh, almost all the same places, but, but it's shifting now so much. It's quite a drastic shift in that the, uh, the Internet seems to be the place where um, um, most of my films are seen, or my films are seen by more, most people.
0: I see. I understand. Is um are you still doing an, uh illustration as well as animation? You know, we mentioned National Lampoon and I know uh certainly when you went to uh, New York initially uh you were doing mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, magazine stuff. I mean, you know, and advertising kind of animation or I should say right. illustration right. as well. Is that still uh viable in, in this in Yeah, it
1: mind? is. I don't do it so much. Uh, maybe one or two pieces a year. It's it's not really uh something that I pursue, but if a job comes in and it looks like a fun job, I would will, I will do an illustration, like a poster for a film festival or um, something like that, a product. I may do a product design, but mostly it's it's all film now, and that's, that's the way I like it.
0: I should say, too, about Hitler's Folly, that it starts with live-action film. And yep. you're, you being known as a, as an animator and stuff, how much experimentation have you been doing with? And maybe it is an experimentation, and I've just missed some other films where you've combined. You have at, them. Uh, uh, yeah, I've
1: done um, uh, three uh, animated feature films. Uh, two of them, Jay Lyle and Guns on the Clackamas, were huge flops. I lost a lot of money on them. Um, I, you know, I wanted to do the Tim Burton route. I wanted to do animation and then do live action and the animation. Uh, And then I did another one called uh, Doctor Mary by Walt Curtis, and that one actually I made uh, I broke even on. Okay. So I have done live action feature films, but they're really uh, it's really difficult, and I I don't understand why some guy like Terry Gilliam would want to go through all that madness of making his films when he could sit at home and and animate them and probably have a great story. (laughs) But um, that's the way I feel. It's just so much easier to, to control. Everything with the pen and paper, Uh, you don't have any crazy weather situations or actors having fits or, you know, just there's so many unpredictable elements in making a live action film that they all disappear when you do animation. And that's why I love animation or one of the reasons I love animation.
0: He's not much older than you. Was he uh, was he an influence in uh, in your work?
1: Yeah, he was. I think he's about ten years older than me. Um, certainly, Monty Python was one of my favorite TV shows. Still is. Oh yeah. And their their, their humor is, was a big influence on me for uh, definitely.
0: I remember too uh, his work on uh, Marty Feldman's short variety show because I think I saw Marty Feldman's show before the Python show as a kid. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and that's you know that's the first time I remember seeing that kind of in, 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 in animation and also. Um, a show that Harry Chapin's brother Tom did for ABC called "Make a Wish." And that, I
1: remember that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know. Well, there you go, man. I, I think I'm maybe ten years behind you or so, and I and yeah, I, I remember that kind of being a very kind of hippie influence kind of uh, Saturday and Sunday morning uh, show that that had that kind of stop motion animation that would use clip, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, clipped out uh, m- media, mixed media, I guess, in, in its animation presentation. Yeah, that's it there you go well back to your stuff <laughs> tell me about <laughs> tell, well tell because you know honestly like uh, Hitler's folly being inspired by uh, the Hollywood the way the Hollywood machine worked in the in the mm-hmm. 20s 30s and 40s I was exactly. really, uh, in reading the description for Cheaton I haven't had a chance to watch it yet but I see you're inspired by James N Kane and I'm a huge yeah. uh, I'm a huge uh, fan of uh, his writing and and the films that have been adapted from his writing and stuff so tell me about cheating
1: well, you know, one of the reasons I'm, I'm um, having difficulty with distribution is I refuse to make children's films. I've done a couple of children's shorts, but I, there's no way I can compete with Pixar and Disney and DreamWorks. They're just uh, too well-funded, and they have so many artists. Uh, but I don't want to do that anyway. I really like uh, stories that are have a darker, deeper uh, kind of subject matter. And um, I've always liked dark humor and and so and of course, film noir. I, I love film noir, and you know, Postman Always Rings Twice and and um, A Double Indemnity are, are two of my my favorite all time films. Oh yeah. And so it just seems natural that um, those that's kind of animation I would make, and is there is nobody else doing that uh, for whatever reason, and so I make these films, and the exhibitors will look at it and say, Well, Bill, you know. For a cartoon, you got a lot of nudity in there, and I say, "Well, yeah, well, Hollywood films have nudity, why can't cartoons have them and For some reason, they have blinders that that it's uh, impossible to make a, uh, an animated cartoon that deals with adult topics and that that pisses me off because you know when I grew up, I love cartoons, and I still love cartoons, and I want to do films with you know, lust and 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 love and romance and and hate and jealousy and divorce and and all the you know the crazy emotions that we have as adults. And for some reason, the distributors forbid me to to do that, and it really uh, uh, gets me angry. But you know what? Uh, eventually, the, my films will be discovered, and they'll get good distribution, and and uh, people will do, uh, enjoy my films. I, that's my dream.
0: I really think that um, it is changing because even as pedestrian as uh, the superhero stuff that uh, DC mm-hmm. and Marvel is doing from an animation standpoint, um, I mean, I was at the conventions and I would hear from the fans saying, hey, can we get this stuff a little edgier? And uh, yeah. and, not, and certainly maybe not to the extremes of nudity and things like that. Uh, but, you know, uh, at first it was, well, you know, it's expensive and we got to be careful. We got to make sure the audience is there. And they've slowly been pushing towards... More PG thirteen yeah. and R rated cartoons. Now I know too. Uh, Thirty years ago, you had something like heavy metal that had that right. pastiche of different uh, animation styles, and there was there was nudity and stuff. But I really do think, and also certainly with uh, anime, Japanese animation.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, and the, Ralph Bakshi too. Ralph I'm, Bakshi did a lot of that stuff. Absolutely, but that, I, for I, some I, reason it it, it it stopped. I don't yes. know why it just stopped. <clears throat> Yeah, the, I think the and, worries
0: of the, of the time, because I asked, uh, really, I asked Tony Hendrix the same thing, because it seemed like satirical comedy in the mid-80s. Suddenly, you know, there was just this kind of correct, the political correct movement, I think, maybe yeah. pushed away from that. And, and like you said, too, I mean, I, I think maybe distributors just got gun shy and worried that the, the audience may not be there. But luckily with these internet platforms and stuff, I, I, you know, you're kind of getting around that obstacle and, and getting yeah, your stuff a- out.
1: That's a godsend, yeah. People like uh, Hulu and Netflix and Amazon. But, you know, Sausage Party was a huge hit. I think <laughs> distributors will take notice of that, that uh, that film showed that there was an audience for animation that dealt with adult uh, ideas and racy topics. So hopefully, like you say, they're, they're changing their minds slowly.
0: Yeah, and, I, you know, I uh, also, uh, is it... Uh... Revenge... Revengeance? How do you... How, is it Revengeance? Yeah. Is that how you say it?
1: Revengeance. Very
0: good. Thank okay. you. Okay. Is it J- Jim
1: Lujan? Uh, Jim Lujan, yeah. I just talked to him a few minutes ago, actually. We're starting to work on a new film, and because his writing is so good. His voices are so good. Uh, we'd like to do another film together, because this was a real... Um, Rarity for me because my scripts aren't the best in the world. I, I usually go for the visual humor, and I don't know how to do words so well. So Jim is wonderful with satiric humor and and uh, uh, the right voices with with the characters that uh, that he creates.
0: That's another one that, like, I'm assuming uh, the way Cheaton is described, that has that kind of there's like a crime kind of noir feel, at least from the trailer that I saw.
1: Yeah, a lot of sleazy people. <laughs> I mean, in these days of the election, it's it's about corrupt politicians and 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 outlaw bikers and and mad religious cults and I mean everything America is good at. You know, it's just these crazy uh, marginal under underbelly characters of L.A. So that's why it was so much fun to work on that film.
0: The trailer is on YouTube. I'll post it, too, at wordballoon.com. Oh, and thank you. Absolutely, man. And uh, uh, as uh, as our mutual friend James Hancock told me and co-collaborator of yours, uh, that uh, Revengeance is playing at festivals right now, including this past weekend where you were in Armenia. And, yes, and you showed the film and as, also gave a lecture to uh, aspiring students, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, that was it. Uh, the, the Animation is such a popular art form now. That every country says, "Well, we should get in get on this and make, make some money for our artists. So Armenia is starting this big animation school and starting to develop an industry there. and that's why I travel around the world showing my films and, and especially showing people that uh, independent animation is a viable uh, career. A lot of people think, "Oh God, you've got to work for Disney that there's nothing else to do." But if you make a film that's funny, uh, and people will want to see it and people will give you money for it. And that's all it takes is a, uh, one funny film.
0: Are there, you mentioned uh, the Oscar uh, Festival, and I know mm-hmm. uh, two, Seth MacFarlane has done, uh, well, I, I don't know if they're his own shorts, but also, wasn't there, there's another animation festival that kind of makes the rounds. And I, it's two guys, and I can't remember their names right well,
1: Spike now. Spike and Mike, yeah. Spike and Mike, there you go. Spike yes. and Mike, yeah. In fact, they played in Chicago a lot at the, um, oh, what's that big theater there, big cinema, the, uh, well, let's
0: see. what's it
1: called? Well, I was getting I remember when yeah, they were. The Music Box. Oh, at the Music Box, sure. I'm, I'm yeah. not too far from
0: the Music Box, so that's awesome. Yeah. There you they go. There. Has your has so, your stuff played with their with their uh, festival as well or no?
1: Oh yeah, a lot. In fact, that's where Kanye West saw my my stuff. <laughs> he was, as a kid, his mom would take him to uh, the Spike and Mike show in the Music Box. That's
0: fantastic. And
1: uh, he was you know like twelve or thirteen years old watching my cartoons, and that's why he called me up to do his his uh, music video. Heard him say.
0: That's fantastic. Wow. I didn't realize you had done that yeah. video. That's cool. I haven't seen the video, i got to be honest, but that's that's really great. Um, are they, uh, you know, that's the thing, are you getting, I mean, Jim Lujan obviously comes from animation and, and comic books as well, and 12-ounce mouse, uh, mouse isn't that his uh, thing that he did for Adult Swim? Maybe. A... Uh, what was
1: this, 12-ounce mouse? Yeah, was yeah. this? There...
0: Was that Jim's? I don't know if that was Jim's Adult Swim thing, or I'm thinking of another animator. No, but.
1: no, he never did anything for Adult Swim. Well, at least I don't think so. Oh, he okay. never told me. But he does a lot of stuff on the Internet that's quite amazing. It's really, it's not great animation, simply because he doesn't have the money to hire animators. But the characters are so rich in character and so sleazy and so dark <laughs> and so twisted that it's uh, totally amazing, totally um, uh, funny. So, f- again, I point to him and, and Don Hertzfeld as uh, people who are are doing independent animation and making money out of it. That's excellent.
0: Are you finding uh, are young uh, collaborators coming to you, or are you discovering people on your own and saying, oh, I want to work with that guy, I like what he's doing, or her, I like what she's doing?
1: A lot, yeah. A lot of people want to work at my studio. Unfortunately, it's it's a very tiny studio. It's, we have about six people. Sure. And right now we're in between films so there's no real work, but you know, people come and they have a good portfolio and they're really uh, like my uh twisted sense of humor. <laughs> uh I, I will I will bring them in. Uh we did have three people who quit rather than work on the Hitler film. They felt that it was um it was too um what's the word, too offensive I guess oh. for them to, to work on it. So that's what happens, you know. Uh I'm not um um Politically correct. I don't want to do kids' films. I want to do stuff that's provocative and sometimes uh, outrageous. Absolutely, and, uh, very, very twisted, and uh, that's that's the kind of stuff I do.
0: No, you know something. I uh, respect the people that you know disagree and maybe are too right. sensitive. But no, we want right. this stuff out there, and it's it, it's good to be provocative, and I think it is good to be provocative with humor,
1: and and yeah, that's, well, you know that's what you do. Well, one of my heroes is Charles Adams, uh, who in the 30s and 40s, which was a really kind of innocent time, he was doing these cartoons about, you know, people being eaten by snakes and people in pain and suffering and death and violence, and he was funny. and He was sort of the guy who really created the dark humor cartoons, and I, I love that. Those are my favorite cartoons. You know, those are the ones I like to watch. I don't know Why? I mean, it's it's a kinky uh, personality that wants to see <laughs> the humor out of people's suffering, but uh, there's something international, something universal about that. I don't know what, maybe you can explain it, why people love to see other people suffer. Well, I mean, that's the basis of, of all humor, It's a guy slipping on a banana peel and, and smashing his head in the cement. Well, yeah, why, why do people laugh at that? That's
0: what Mel Brooks said. He goes, you know, if it happens if it happens to me, it's a tragedy. If it happens to the guy across the street, it's a comedy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm doing.
0: I hear that's you, man. I'm doing. That's really cool. Now, now James worked on uh, Cop Dog with you. Yes. Tell me about Cop Dog.
1: Well, uh, Cop Dog is the fifth in my uh, series of uh, dog films. The first one was called um, uh, Guard Dog. And it was nominated for an Oscar and I was really shocked by the um overflow of adulation and, and enjoyment that people got from this watching this dog film. So I did another one, a second one called Guide Dog. That was uh very popular. And then the hot dog and horn dog and, and guard dog global jam and he's sort of become my Mickey Mouse. So in this new one, which probably won't be ready for another a month, I think it's two or three weeks, we should be done. Uh, he works at an airport, sniffing luggage for drugs, <laughs> and uh, lots of mayhem there because you know he tears open the luggage, and the whole airport's filled with these some sort of aphrodisiac drugs. <laughs> the naked pilots are flying the plane, and you know it just goes downhill from there. <laughs>
0: Well, someone who travels a lot, I can appreciate. Uh, yes, man, yeah, that, you're right. That's, you're right. That sounds great, man. That's very, very cool. Now, um, I, you know, it's funny because I've got your bio in front of me, and it said "Revengeance" was uh, there was a Kickstarter campaign. Is that campaign yeah. done? Cause I'm
1: assuming. Oh they're... yeah, it was. It was done almost two years ago. It was okay. a while ago. Okay. And uh, it was very successful. I think we asked for. Thirty-five thousand. We got uh, eighty, no, ninety thousand dollars. So it's a big, big, success. Yeah, we love Kickstarter. I mean, I believe it or not, I used to go out and pitch shows, and it is the most um, depressing and insulting uh, thing you could ever do. And of course, nobody wanted to see my films get made in Hollywood. So I just felt like you know, why not just go to the um, my fans, people who really like my work, and so that's why Kickstarter has really um, been just wonderful for my career. And, and if I, I have a shortfall in my film, I'll go to. Go to my fans and you know see if I can get the rest of the
0: money. That's awesome, man. Well, and like I said, we said at the top, Hitler's Folly. It's it's right there at Plimptoons.com. And if you if you do like the film, you know, yeah, if you you know think about it, you go to the movies and stuff, and you're not you know it's okay to or you rent a movie at home and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, give uh, give Bill a few bucks for the uh, for the effort because uh, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I think there's really funny stuff and there's there's plenty of free trailers and things to kind of convince you as well that. Uh, you know if you don't know bills work you know guy, guy knows what he's doing it's interesting um uh ralph Bashke, i just had him on a, a couple years ago now now that i think about it it was 3 years ago and his yeah. last uh animation thing that was his first uh time really using crowdfunding and stuff is there yeah. amongst animators do you guys talk in terms of you share tips i mean you're not you know you're in competition per se but not really i mean you know you're you're Mm -hmm. you're all individual voices and you certainly want this to be a thriving industry and stuff but in terms of crowdfunding are you you, are you even in your speeches to the young independent animators and stuff are you telling them about crowdfunding as well
1: uh absolutely you know it's one big happy family (laughs) there's not a lot of competition (laughs) excuse me um So, yeah, if people ask me about, you know, Kickstarter or Indiegogo. (coughs) Yeah,
0: take take your time, Bill. If you need to swallow some water or something, feel free. I got water here myself. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: I get some water. Can you give me some water, please? Yeah, let's take a second, man. You can take a break for a minute. That's all right. Okay, wait. Yeah, take your time, man. I really appreciate this. This has been a Um, great conversation. Go ahead. You got water? Yeah. Yeah, the the while we're t- while we're off the record for a second, no, it's great, man. Hitler's folly. very very funny.
1: Well, what, one of the uh, the issues, the reason why I can't charge money for it, is that a lot of the uh, images that I show are not copyrighted, and it's a documentary. So there's you know up to a thousand images. I see. Okay, and some of them are have Walt Disney, in them. some of them have Mickey Mouse, sure. uh, Donald Duck, and so I don't want to pay a lawyer. Ten thousand dollars to search out the uh, ownership of these images and photos is that there's just not a budget for it. I understand. But, and then also some of the music is uh, German music, and I don't want to go searching through German archives to find out who owns the music. Sure. So I, uh, there's no way I can um, get uh, uh, copyright ownership for the film in its entirety. So I just feel like oh, I'll give it to people for free to enjoy. And if they want to give me some money uh, to help defray the costs, uh, that would be nice. And I can use that money to make, make another film. Maybe a comedy about Stalin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you want Stalin you, was a dancer, a tap dancer or something? I don't know.
0: <laughs> can we keep that on the record or is that off the record? You tell me.
1: Sure, go ahead. Yeah, okay. why not? Okay. Yeah, well,
0: I don't want to get you in trouble. But no, okay, so we'll leave that no. in
1: there. All right, <laughs> move,
0: moving on. Um, you okay. said that you said that Hitler's folly you know cost about 15 grand and stuff and I asked this question of Bakshi as well through your experience and now uh because of the tools that are available digitally I would imagine that there are a lot of shortcuts you mentioned coloring uh you know your films now and everything and do, and doing that uh with computers and with I'm mm-hmm. assuming your own you know, Home computers or studio computers? In that, yeah. are are you finding a lot more shortcuts? And as your are your budgets going down because of the democratization of, of the technology that's available now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's so so much easier now too. I don't have to go up to the labs and go down to the sound uh, mixing places and all these big offices where you know it costs so much money. Uh, it's just a lot quicker too. I mean, if I need to make a change, I just click a switch on the computer and it's it's magically changed. But I do have to tell you that I am really stupid with the computer. I'm not. Uh, I, I don't even get my own email. I don't know how to get my email. So basically, uh, I have Wendy here at the office or John, and they're the guys who who uh, do all these computer fixes and uh, you know deal with the computers in the office. I'm not proud of it. I I wish I knew about it, but um, I. Um, I just never had the time or the technical uh, knowledge to to handle a computer, it's, and it's just easier without it.
0: <laughs> Hey, man, I, I, I went from analog sound and radio to digital, and believe me, I understand it. It is a small leap, and it does require... This kind of learning curve that you have to get by before you really can yes. get comfortable in it. Hey, you make the donuts, man. That's all right. You make the donuts. <laughs> and let, let everybody else worry about opening and closing the register and you know right, un- unlocking right. the store and stuff like that. That's all right. So that's right. So what are your plans uh, coming up? I saw you at New York Comic Con. What uh, are you done for 2017, or do you have more travel uh, coming up?
1: Oh, no, I'm going to Gijón, which is in northern Spain, uh, in about two weeks. Uh, there's a festival there. <clears throat> it's beautiful. Uh, it's right on the beach. It's, it's very nice. And then, um, you know, Annecy, which is a wonderful French animation festival. And, uh, you know, I always get invitations. Each month I go to a different foreign country to. Uh, to uh try and uh spread the the great word about animation and how how anybody can make animation now and and you know hopefully people will buy my films and enjoy enjoy my my films online.
0: When you're at uh, how many comic cons do you do? Because I I have seen you um you were set up at San Diego too, weren't you?
1: Yeah, and that's about those are the big ones, New York and San Diego, but occasionally there I'll go um, to some smaller uh, comic conventions if they, um, you know, they want me to come. But uh, uh, the film festivals are really more my style. Sure. Um, Because Comic-Con, especially New York one, has very little in terms of animation. I mean, you get some Japanese animation, but that's about it. So I'm I'm the lone guy out there trying to sell independent animation. So um, there's not a lot of... uh, um, uh, it's not that meaningful for me to to go to the comic conventions. Uh, The film festivals are much more down my alley.
0: I hear you, man. And that's kind of what I uh, seem to – that's what it looked like for me just from being on the floor and and seeing your setup both in San Diego and at uh, New York because uh, there are so many other distractions and really – uh, yes. You know, yeah, they're there, you know they're there to see the the television and the film people, and even comic books are really kind of going lower on the pecking order. I think at a lot of these conventions, in terms of what the majority of the foot soldiers that are coming to watch stuff.
1: But you know, it's amazing how many people, important people, I've met through the comic convention, like like Jim Lujan, the guy who did uh, Revengeance with me, yes. and then also um, uh, Patton Oswalt. Oh, uh he, he came by and I didn't know who he was. He had a mask on. I think it was a pirate mask or something. <laughs> and he was talking to me like he was a big fan and my assistant John said, I think that's Patton Oswald. I said, Nah. <laughs> no? Oh, you were <laughs> Well somebody, named name is Jim. Uh, 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 James Rather. and anyway, I, I said, are you Pat Oswald, and he put, pulled off his mask, and he he has to wear a mask you know because sure. he' he'll be mobbed he can 't go anywhere, so I used him in in the Ro uh, stoplight movie, and i 've made a lot of great contacts. All the Simpsons people go to the comic con and i 've done a lot of work for Simpsons now, a lot of commercials uh people uh, art directors and so the comic cons are really important for connections. I mean, I don't get rich on them, but but they are really important for business.
0: That's excellent. You know, I'm glad you mentioned your Simpsons work because I was watching your highlight reel from uh, from two years ago, I 2015, mm-hmm. I guess. And yeah, it had some really had <laughs> some great Simpsons, very dark Simpsons images of grown up uh, uh, Lisa and uh, yeah, a very yes. shocked Marge. So what what is that yeah. from? What, what 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 is that from? One of the opens? Uh, one of the cold opens? Or yeah,
1: they did these things called couch gags. Uh, I don't know when they started those, but um, uh, they've asked many other animators to, to do them. They're only like 30 seconds, 40 seconds at the <laughs> beginning. But they've had, um John Chris Halusi did, did one, yes. and Banksy did one, yes. um, Savage and Don, Don Hertzfeld. So they get all the best animators <laughs> to do these things. And I've been asked four times now to do the, the couch gag. I, I, I actually was friends. With Matt Greening's dad, his name is Homer, believe it or not, (laughs) and in Oregon, because I'm from Oregon, and uh, I met Matt through his dad, and so I've known Matt since he was, you know, in in high school.
0: That's crazy. And
1: we get together once in a while, and, you know, I'll see him someplace, but I'm in New York, he's L.A., so we don't really don't really hang out that
0: much. I could appreciate that. You know, that's awesome. And, of course, they do the couch gags, and, and you see that even in the highlight reel. So uh, if you've missed Bill's couch gag, you can see it on his highlight reel at Plimptoons.com. Uh, I uh when you come to Chicago man I uh I'd I'd love to uh sit down with you <coughs> and talk more at at some point I know
1: that's point. so interesting just today I said oh we got enter revenge at the Chicago Film Festival so if it gets in I will definitely be out there uh checking it out I, I well, do you know when the festival is I think you know, it's springtime. It,
0: no actually it just it just wrapped up uh in October oh. uh it's, so it's, it's 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 usually perfect, then. Yeah so yeah no this is the time to really try and get in for uh, 2017 so uh Yes Yes. Oh, that'd be great. I well, I certainly hope that happens. And I think through James, I will stay in touch with you. Hey, I, I hope you'll come back uh, when you. Yeah, uh, no,
1: no, I love that You you really know uh, a lot about the uh, the culture, so I'm very impressed. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> I well, I
0: genuinely appreciate that, and and thank you for the body of work uh, that has been uh, fun to watch uh, these many years. And keep it up, man. I'm I'm really glad you're finding it, it's. That's great because literally, my first thought was, oh, you know, I gotta ask him. In this current environment <laughs> with crowdfunding, <laughs> you know what are you doing? Right. And and right there, you you are right there. So again, uh, support Hitler's folly and really Bill's productions in general. Go to Plimptoons.com, and uh, you 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 will get the directions on how, how to do to that stuff, and you get this mm-hmm. great free movie that is right there for you. And I'm telling you, it's it's going to be, you got something, you know, you want to do something on a Friday night or a Saturday night, this is uh, this is a nice way to spend an hour or so watching this very funny movie, Hitler's Folly, and we look forward to Revengeance and uh, the the Cop Dog Short and uh, some other great uh-huh. stuff coming from uh, Bill Plimpton. I, I appreciate the time today, sir. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you. And if you come to New York, stop by the studio. Oh, it'd be my pleasure. Thank you. Okay.
0: Man, i got to take him up on that. That would be fantastic. I'd love to uh, visit the Plimpton Studios and uh, check it out. Uh, Go to his website, Plimptoons, and uh, watch Hitler's Folly. And uh, check out the trailers for uh, some of uh, the other Bill uh, animated projects that are in the works. And uh, I think you're going to be very pleased because uh, he's got our sense of humor, our type of sense of humor. It was a real pleasure talking to Bill Plimpton. And uh, thanks again, James Hancock, for putting that together. I I really do appreciate it. James is uh, a host of the podcast Wrong Real, a great hardcore movie podcast. And uh, I want to thank him again for putting me and Bill together. And uh, you should uh, follow him on uh, Twitter because uh, he has very funny things to say. So uh, that'll do it for today's episode of Word Balloon. Thanks for listening. Again, brought to you by In Stock Trades at InStockTrades.com where uh, great uh, deals are waiting for you at Trades on trade paperbacks, hardcovers, absolute editions, omnibus editions, essentials. If it's about comics, you'll find it at InStockTrades.com. Your favorite writers, your favorite artists, uh, doing great books, graphic novels at unbelievable prices. Don't forget, if your orders are $50 or more, you'll receive free shipping. You'll find out more if you go to their website, InStockTrades.com. All right, thanks again for listening to Word Balloon. We're not done yet uh, as far as this week goes. Should have another episode for you by the end of the week. I'm speaking to you on Election Day. I have no idea what's going to happen, Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting when I talk to you next time. I'll see if I'm smiling and chipper or uh, nervous and uh, talking to you live from the bunker because God only knows what's going to happen with this election. Man, I am telling you. Good luck to everybody. I hope you uh, uh, go out and vote if you haven't had the opportunity yet. And uh, if the polls are still open, by all means, do so. But uh, talk to you very soon. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions. Copyright 2016.